genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one dramatic explosion at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 216, which starts with the continuation of Legolas's reaction shot from Friday. Gorgeous. And ends with a Gimli reaction shot while we can hear Mary. We can hear Mary shouting, Frodo! Yeah. Frodo! So... This entire minute pretty much. is pretty much one thing. Mm-hmm. The collapse of Barador. Mm-hmm. This is uh, a combination of digital and practical effects, filmed in slow-mo, touched up, do the whole ma- making the whole thing work with this so, fall. So did they actually like use tiny explosives in the in the miniature? They've done it with other things. So I believe they did. What? I believe they built a miniature specifically to destroy. Oh my god! Like, because they did it with other things. Like, they built part of their miniature for the the Helm's Deep Wall to be exploded. Right, right. And part of the set itself. But yeah, pretty much this uh, this entire minute is the the slow fall of Barador, and then the explosion of the eye. Yeah. What do we feel? How do we feel about the screeching? It's a little annoying. Yeah. I think it's I think it's kind of effective at what it's doing, which is like kind of forcing you to pay attention to the screen. Yeah. Uh of note, Barador literally reaches up to the clouds. Yeah. Above above uh Mordor. Mm-hmm. Is very tall. This falls a real long ways. Yeah, how tall is Barador supposed to be? I think it's like a kilometer. It's really tall. What? Okay. What? That's insane. It's really tall. Wow. Okay. The all these reaction shots. Gandalf is crying. Mm-hmm. I love the um the 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 like jerky way the eye moves around because it's like panicky. Oh no! And he's like, is he in pain? Or, he must be. Or or what? Like, what do you what do you think is going on uh, with the eye here? Because like. Oh, it's dying a painful death. Okay, is it is that the intent you think, or I is think it just... so. I mean, it just had part of its most of its soul destroyed. But is that like a painful experience? I can't imagine it wouldn't be. Like, we know that spiritual harms cause physical pain in this story already. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So there's certainly precedent that he he would be in pain. Do you think he's like? I mean, the eye is already on fire, so yeah. like. Is it but hot? it is fire. Is it hotter fire? Like... <laughs> right? I don't know. It's weird. This um, is a... Yeah, in the background you can see Mount Doom is um, starting, starting to just to, erupt. Yeah. yeah, erupt as well. So, like, was Sauron's magic keeping the the files inside the mountain at bay then? M- maybe. That's, certain, that's something I hadn't considered. Because... It's possible because he was bending it to its u- his own use. Right, yeah. Yeah, so that's possible for sure. Is that why it erupts so violently? Maybe. Because he's no longer... The spells that he had in place are no longer holding it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That makes sense. That tracks for me. Yeah, I think so. He tamed the mountain and now it is free. Right. And like all that pressure that's been building up. Yeah. That's why there's a river of lava inside a volcano and there shouldn't be. Yeah, that's true. He was holding it in place somehow. Yeah. Makes as much sense as anything to me. (laughs) Trying to rationalize magic. Right? So, uh, yeah, this, I didn't realize that this takes so long. Yeah. It's also, it looks super good. There's not really anything that goes on with it that to me just strikes me as looking particularly fake. Yeah. It's a really good effect, this falling of the tower. I, I like that the eye becomes like this little tiny dot of energy before exploding. Yeah, like um Collapses in on itself like a supernova. Like a star, yeah. 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 Which is cool. Then the shockwave I mean, is massive. I guess that also tracks because like, you know, they're they're like he's he's like a a minor not a god, but like basically, right? Yeah. Because they're not demigods, they're not human. Right. They're not partially gods. They kind of are gods. Yeah. They're lesser they're, gods. Yeah, they're, yeah. The, thank you, lesser. Um, lesser gods, minor gods, angels, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that, the, the like, cosmic inter- imagery um, tracks for me. When did Aragorn get this, like bruise on his face uh we don't see that happen i imagine it's a holdover from whatever they had filmed for another fight oh with sauron yeah because it almost looks looks like a sword scar scar. yeah it's like a burn almost yeah it yeah oh that's that's a good point because he doesn't have it in the coronation though i think he would look way better if (laughs) if he did if he had the this badass scar i bet I bet you that the Sauron was intended to have a flaming sword. Probably. If they're doing like this beautiful the angel angelic imagery, imagery yeah. flaming sword makes sense. I bet you it's going to have a flaming sword and this is a this is a burn from a near miss. Yeah. Which would be sweet like in a fight to see, but we don't need that in this movie. No. Also, if like a fiery sword got that close to his eye, his eye would be gone. I yeah. feel like. But that's that's kind of what the scar looks like to me. It looks like a burn, not yeah, like a bruise. Yeah, yeah. It's not a cut. Because like it passes so quickly. Yeah. Um, and this this isn't in the theatrical, right? Probably not. I imagine that. But you know, I'd have to compare. It's really hard sometimes to judge what insert shots are and aren't. Yeah. Because I feel like seeing all these reactions is important, and they would have been in the theatrical. Right. But I don't know. Maybe that... they use a different one. I don't know. I'd have to go look now. That's weird that, like, they would swap it out, though, you know? Yeah. I feel like there has to be an Aragorn reaction here in the theatrical. I'll have to look and, and, and report back on that, because that's... <laughs> yeah, I have to know now, because I, I can't imagine that you would skip a reaction shot for Aragorn. But there isn't one of Pippin in this minute. I don't remember if there... I don't know if there's one tomorrow or not without looking ahead. Yeah. We get a Mary one, which is cool. Yeah, and I was just asking, like, where's Gimli? We get Gimli. Yeah, briefly. Gimli's here. Yeah. Right at the end. He looks happy. Aragorn's just got, I was right. Because the last time we saw Pippin was the Eagles, right? Yeah. Yeah. He mentions the Eagles are coming. Yeah. The Eagles are coming. The Eagles. It's a good thing. 
Um, yeah, so I wanted to bring that up because I wasn't sure, um, when we saw him last, when he was, like, scrabbling around on the ground, he didn't have that. No. Are you sure? No, this is new. I don't, we don't see him get that. Yeah. I don't know, like, where it would have come from because, like, it, like, you're right, it definitely looks like a burn. Yeah, and there's no fire around him. Right. And, like, a a flame would have burnt his whole face. Yeah, I mean, you get away with it in fantasy stuff, though. Oh, no, it's... It's... Okay, so it's on his face in the previous minute when he's on the ground. Yeah. And, like, reacting to the troll getting smacked. But we don't see him get that. No, we don't. He just has it. So weird. Like, is it... It doesn't... If it's supposed to be a cut, it really doesn't look like no, one. No, it's it doesn't. Especially not with the big sword that the troll has. Yeah, there's no way it would give him this tiny little bruise. Yeah, yeah, no way. Dude, if a troll, even if a troll, a troll that size smacking him in the face with, like, even a blunt piece of metal, his head would be, like, gone. Oh, yeah, it'd be smashed through. <laughs> I want, I don't, that's so weird. It just kind of like appears, right? Yeah, my my gut tells me that it was supposed to be like a flaming sword situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a lightsaber style burn. I mean, like I know the whole point of this um, minute is to uh, witness the the collapse of Sauron. Like we're not supposed to be looking at Aragorn's battle scarred face. Yeah, but it's here and. The scar is I enjoy suspect. looking at Aragorn's face. So <laughs> to uh to Aragorn's right on the screen, there's just this fandral looking guy that's clearly a member of the Rohirrim. Oh, army. I was gonna say he kinda has he kinda gives me um Oh man, why can't I think of his name? <sighs> Adam Adam Driver? That's the, that's Kylo Ren, right? Yeah. I think it's the angle of his nose. Mm. Um but it's like it's we're, we don't focus on him. No. It's only there for a second, but... It's like his hair, his goatee, everything. My brain's just like, oh, he kind of looks like he, he's Fandral. He's just chilling <laughs> back Thor? there. Yeah, just chilling. <laughs> Bearing witness to this in the the annals of history. Yeah. Um, Mary yelling Frodo uh, makes me emotional. I'm not right? going to lie. It's super cathartic. Yeah. Uh, this is a really good take. <laughs> yeah um i love gandalf tearing up i think we linger on his face a little too long yeah maybe i don't i think it's important because this is this is gandalf realizing that he never should have lost any hope in frodo mm. when aragorn in, didn't lose hope when aragorn told him there still was hope to have yeah and gandalf was questioning himself this is this is gandalf realizing he should have still trusted to hope that's fair. Especially after being shown the mithril shirt. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big deal for Gandalf. This is a... Because he goes from teary-eyed to this look of relief. There's yeah. this... There's a definite moment of catharsis in the performance. Um. Also, like... I think... Because, I mean, Gandalf is responsible for... Um, basically all of this happening right now. Yeah, pretty much. Like... He's a guiding hand. He's the the push, the mm-hmm. the impetus. So like, like I know Frodo did all the heavy lifting. Frodo and Sam, Sam literally. 
Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what's crazy about this story and the thought of Gandalf as impetus for what happens here is that it starts so far in the past outside Wait. of this tale. Right, right. So just breaking it down narratively, it's just if he had never taken Bilbo on an adventure, right. <laughs> this never would have happened. You spoiled Hobbit. Right? If he had never just shown up to, or, you know, gotten 13 dwarves to show up at Bilbo's door. Right. I don't, I've always I've always thought that this was a really great visual for the death of Sauron. It is very, it's hard, I think, for certain, like, certain audiences to understand, like, what's going on with the whole Sauron thing, mm. I imagine. Because we never see him with a body again outside the prologue. Right. Across almost 12 hours of movie. Right. So this moment needs to needs to work kind of on its own alongside the destruction of the ring. And for me, it does. And because the tower tumbles, like even if you assume the the eye is not literally Sauron, if there's someone inside that tower up at the tippy top, they dead. Dude, all those orcs are dead. And anyone near <laughs> that tower is dead. <laughs> Though I guess there's no more orcs left in Mordor because um, he made them all march to the gate. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe a, a scant few. Right. But very few. Yeah. But yeah, this is a this is a light minute. There's really not a whole lot going on. I like the score over this. Mm. This is this is a, a nice kind of triumphant score. It's a little understated, which I think works for what's going on. I don't know that I would call this understated. It it builds, but I've never it's not as triumphant as a lot of other triumphant well, it scores. I feel like it doesn't call attention to itself. Um, yeah. Like the music is triumphant and I don't think it's understated, but it doesn't call attention to itself. Right. I, I think that makes it um I think that makes it understated in context. Oh. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't stick out as much as a lot of other scores at triumphant moments in the trilogy do. Mm. It's not it's not trying to take away from anything. It's it's more of a background score than a lot of those triumphant scores are. Right. Also like cuz it's not a theme that yeah. we have heard before or if it is it's um so i mean there's like hints of something from like i, I want to say like the fellowship theme but like i know that's not right yeah. um so it kind of sounds familiar but not like like the fellowship theme or or the the, the rohan theme or the gondor theme you know yeah yeah because i i'm pretty sure it's a unique piece yeah I think so too. Which I I'm I feel like there are more unique pieces in this movie than the previous two. Um just just from kind of the feeling of the last like 6 weeks or so, it feels like there's been a lot of a lot of kind of unique pieces of score compared to the previous 2 hours. I don't know. But we're ramping into the climax, so maybe that's just kind of par for the course. Well, this is the climax, so like... Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you mean in the trilogy yeah, yeah, yeah. as a whole. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know. I um, I haven't looked at the runtime of those, like, you know, those c the complete soundtrack um, yeah. for each of those? Um, because they have all the the, the unique little bits that aren't on the actual like I don't know the quote unquote regular soundtrack or whatever the motion picture soundtrack yeah. as opposed to the score or whatever well no I mean cause when I like the, the soundtrack um, there's like I don't know X amount of, of tracks yeah 
Um, but some of the stuff is some of the like music cues are missing, you know? Yeah. Um, so they just basically like compile a lot of the, the big ones. Mm. Um, did you not have the soundtracks for these? No, I didn't actually have a copy of them. Oh, really? Like I listened to the soundtracks to these all the time. I was like obsessed. Mm. Um, but the, the complete one, it's like a special edition complete uh, I don't know how many discs there are. Like, this is all the music in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it's longer. Yeah. So I haven't looked at the comparative um, run Length, times yeah. for <laughs> these. But also, like, this movie is also much longer than the other two. Or not yeah. much. Well, a, a much. good, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. That's a lot. 30 minutes is a long time. Yeah, so... It would make sense that there's more unique pieces of music. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You didn't have the soundtracks to no, these movies? I didn't. I don't actually listen to instrumental stuff all that often. I um, it's pretty rare. I don't usually anymore. I I now prefer like uh music with words. But like I um I went through like a really hardcore like I'm gonna listen to these scores. Mm like phase in in high school so i kind of like went i i went this this kind of direction of music where at some point in high school i started caring uh caring a lot more about uh lyrical content versus musical content yeah. of of songs um and i don't really know how that happened but that's around the time that i started listening to a lot of um bruce springsteen and bob dylan was in high school and then I started caring more about like lyrical content versus musical content, uh, because I mean, I mean, you have to with Bob they're, Dylan. Like, <laughs> neither of those guys are particularly talented singers. They have their own um, strengths. But dude, Bruce, Str I would rather listen to Bruce Springsteen oh. sing over Bob Dylan any day. I don't know if that's like sacrilegious or whatever. Um, Bob Dylan is an incredible lyricist and songwriter, but my dude cannot sing. So he's got he's got his strengths on like his. On his folkiest songs, his voice is, is great. Right, yeah. No, his voice is a very um, specific to a, a genre of music that I listen to um, not as often as other genres. Right, like one of my favorite bands is the Mountain Goats, and that guy has a very particular voice, uh -huh. but he knows how to use it. He doesn't He doesn't go outside of like the kinds of song structures that work with his voice very often. Mm. And when he does, it's really apparent, but usually it's for a purpose. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't like the sound of Bob Dylan's voice. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's fair. It's totally fine. Like, I don't think Bruce Springsteen is a particularly talented singer, but he knows what he's doing with his voice, and that's why most of his songs come across so good. Mm. But yeah, I, I got really into, like, Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan and Paul Simon and started caring more about, like, lyrical stuff. Yeah. And kind of stopped listening to instrumental, because I used to listen to a lot of, um, like, classical instrumental music yeah. in the in my early teen years. And then I kind of grew past it, started listening to other stuff. I mean, like, I um, I enjoy instrumentals still, um, but I don't, like, actively seek it out anymore. Yeah, I don't either. Like, I occasionally will listen to the soundtrack score of something. I think also, like, I was um, I was in orchestra um, all that time. I yeah. played I played violin and piano. So, like, that was, like, where I was, like creatively focused yeah by the time i was 15 i had stopped playing in, in a band regularly yeah 
You say that like you're so cool. You mean like a like a school band? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... In school band. <laughs> In a band. <laughs> it's a band. No, I know. Uh, like but it wasn't a... like orchestra. Well, I mean, it's 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 similar. Yeah. Instead of the string instruments, it wasn't it's like the woodwinds and brass. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't. Um... It wasn't a lot of like group performances. Most stuff was like individual groups of twos and threes and stuff that we really worked on. That's so yeah. weird. Yeah. We did a lot of like individual stuff. Why? Like individual stuff or team or like partners or like groups of three or four. We didn't do a lot of, of the whole like group altogether. Why? I don't know. That just was not what the, the band teacher was into, I guess. That's so weird. Yeah. So we did a lot of we did a lot of stuff with smaller groups. I mean, like we would break off and do like um like sections like like uh like i was i i was not a good violin player i was <laughs> i was uh, third violin i was competent i was always a second violin um i really that's the orchestra equivalent of always a bridesmaid but never a bride kind of yeah i um i also really enjoyed playing cello but my parents didn't let me pursue that and i'm still salty about it but uh <laughs> so like we would break off in our sections and, yeah and practice that way but like we always performed or ran through stuff in class um as like a big group yeah. no the only the only big group performance every year in band was christmas that was it mm. where we did we would we would do f- four or five songs as a big group and then sections doing individual different stuff too Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was. It, it is. It was what it was. Huh. Yeah, because even from like, like starting out, because we started out in fifth grade, like everyone just did band like twice a week, and we mm. all left class and met up in a different classroom, like all of us. Yeah, I don't even know where my trumpet is. Last last time I tried to find of it was you like played trumpet. Yeah, last time I tried to find it was like five years ago, and no idea what happened to it. It seems to have disappeared. I feel into like the your aether. parents pawned it or something. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> my 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 parents claim that it it's somewhere because it, they wouldn't have gotten rid of it. I'm just like, okay, but where is it? Yeah, move. It has it has been eaten by the the pile. I kind of miss playing violin. I was like not good at it, but you know, it was it was, it was what it was. It's an instrument. It's a creative pursuit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We don't have anything else in this minute. No, to talk no. About. This is longer than I thought we were gonna go though. Yeah. So we just went off on this went off on this kind of this tangent. But that's fine. That's our that's our brand. It's a Monday. It's casual. It's relaxing. This is a good Monday. The evil is defeated. Mm. Hooray. I feel like casual and relaxing is generally the vibe we go for. Yeah. But anyway, uh if you wanna wanna find more dueling genre podcasts, you can head to duelinggenre.com. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, if you go to duelinggenre.com slash support. You can do so for as little as $1 a month. Yes, please. And thank you. Thank you for those of you who do support us. And um, yeah, I'm excited. You keep the lights on. Yes. Yes, you do. And we'll be back tomorrow to keep talking about this week. (laughs) I'm not sure where we're going from here just yet. We'll find out. Bye. Bye.